Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio, where life on the farm is about to get real. And now, here's today's program. This is a podcast where we'll be uploading the audio from our weekly live YouTube shows as part of the Homestead Network. For more information, you can check out thehomesteadnetwork.com for a list of channels and showtimes, and we hope you'll join us on our Alderman Farms YouTube channel. Thanks for dropping in. Now here's the show. Hey, everybody. Hey there. Uh, Here we are. Uh, Patty mostly here. I'm just barely here. Um, been, I think we may have mentioned it in a previous show, but this uh, the last five weeks has been has been tough on us with uh, with travel. I've been gone more than I've been here. And um, hey, everybody, Tina, Edward, Always, Amanda's Mud Pie Girl too. I like that. Uh, Trudy, uh, Lisa, Orphan Lady, Bass Family, Lonely Prepper, Kitties, Teresa, William, McFadden. Everybody's just flowing in, and we're we're glad to have you here. Uh, Just trying to get everybody's name called. It drives him crazy. It drives me crazy that we can't service the (laughs) chat um, uh, acceptably, because you're all so kind to come here and spend your Sunday evenings with us and to comment and ask questions and I just feel like uh, I, I wish I was able to have one eyeball this way and one eyeball this way, kind of like Marty Feldman uh, from Young Frankenstein, uh, Igor. Uh, I don't know who he's talking about. Yeah. No. I don't, I, he's older than me. <laughs> but uh, so uh, it's been challenging. Uh, of course, Patty's always up to the challenge. I, raise, stand up straighter. I don't know if you can see your shirts. I want everybody to be able to see your shirt. You put the banner thing up there. Yeah, put the banner. Let me, let me take the banner away so everybody can see it good. There it is. Life is too short for clean fingernails. And mine are actually clean today. Woo. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two reasons I married her. She baited her own hooks and she didn't mind getting dirt under her fingernails. Oh, um, Mother of Many Horses says she wants to thank uh, us for recommending Born Again Dirt. She's loving it. Good. That's great. That's, That's good. great. I've started it over, uh, reading it again, simply because it's all fresh, you know, in the context of the Redeeming the Dirt, the Dirt Conference, uh, and all the scripture references are, are fresh in my brain. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, in upcoming episodes and up, upcoming videos. If you've noticed, we haven't had... Ooh, we got to do a quick tip video this evening. Uh, I think there's, you already got one ready. Uh, I don't think so. I've got some ideas. All right, we'll look and see. But I want your ideas, too. Send me some of your ideas. <clears throat> Excuse me, at quick at quicktips at aldermanfarms.net. Yeah, how about tips? Okay, tips. Tips but at anyway, aldermanfarms.net. Because all of us, you know, when I'm doing stuff and everything, just like my dishwasher video, so a lot of people like that. And even, I worried about doing that because um, some people that, you know, a lot of people don't have dishwashers. And I still wash things by hand, too. But um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they made the comment that they actually uh, do the same thing on their drying rack when they're... Uh, when they when they wash your dishes and if y'all missed a quick tip video it was uh just on organizing your dishwasher because it may take a little bit more time when you're loading your dishwasher but when you go to put your dishes up it, you can just it's a lot easier to grab what goes together and put it up but anyway so i think uh i worried about that because some people not have a dishwasher but i mean it was really cool that you know uh some people that don't even have a dishwasher still do that as they're hand washing 
But anyway, I'd like to hear your tips. I just thought about it one day when I was uh, doing the dishwasher just to share that. And a lot of people said they already do it, and a lot of people said thanks for the tip. But I'm sure there's things you do in your house or in your kitchen that uh, a lot of us, we don't, hadn't thought about doing yet. So I'd, I'd love to be able to share your tips. I got, I got, I got a kick out of... Uh... Uh, Patty hates to get on a computer. She's got. I live on the computer because my my full time job has me on the computer, so it's easy for me just to check around on stuff like this. And so I don't know if she ever got on there to check the comments, but I got kick. I got a kick out of one or two of the people who commented said uh, that that's what they do when they go behind their husband and rearrange the dishwasher. And I thought, yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can just get more in, baby. You I know, appreciate your effort. You know, it's the old thing of, honey, will you load the dishwasher? Sure, I'll be happy to. And then you come in 30 minutes later, and she's rearranging everything. And <laughs> my point is, why don't you just load it in the first place, you know? but Well, it's, it's, it is quicker for me, so with everything right there. You know, yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, Mother of Many Horses, I'm glad you're enjoying the book. Um, I know we did... we. I got noticed that a couple of people ordered from the Amazon link we, link we posted, and we appreciate that. And I hope it rings your bell. And, um, you know, don't just read the book. Dig into the scriptures uh, in, in reference to, uh, or that are referenced within the book. And, um, you know, Patty and I are still just, you know, I still can't, I can't get my head out of Colossians chapter 1. And uh, so I'm constantly asking myself every day, um, uh, does Christ have preeminence uh, in everything? And, and um, you know, when everything means everything, the, the, the <laughs> all in the Greek means all. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, uh, right now, as a result of all my traveling, probably, um, I, I'm not an old man. I'm 53 years old. Sometimes I feel older than 53. But the traveling and the sleep schedule, uh, you know, I used to work, night shifts when I was in law enforcement and it wasn't that big a deal. In fact, it was my favorite. I preferred night shift because when you work a night shift, when something happens, it was usually something. Yeah, you know, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't petty stuff. It wasn't but, petty stuff or, yeah. you know, escorts to the bank or can you run down and pick up something for the secretary? And uh, we loved our secretaries. I, I, I didn't mean that to sound like she ran us to death, but, you know, non-police... Well, well, and not just non-police, but uh, he looked at me crooked. Can you arrest him? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know usually, you know. But anyway, yeah. so um, we were at a customer site. And for those of you that don't know, I currently work for a public safety software developer. So we develop software for police departments and uh, mostly police and sheriff's departments. Mm -hmm. And um, we were installing some dispatch software at a 911 center. And I like to, when we're doing that, when we're going live, when they're going live, I like to come and spend some time on the night shift with the dispatchers so they don't get felt left out and I get to kind of be there and hold their hand as they uh, adjust to a new CAD system or whatever and uh, boy <laughs> uh, I, look it was way past my bedtime I, even even though I went home in the middle of the day or went to the hotel in the middle of the day took a nap it still threw me for a loop so uh, all of that is to say I'm not a hundred percent uh, today. In fact, I feel like I'm less than 60%. So I've worked <laughs> up a lot of energy over the last couple of hours, saved up a lot of energy over the last couple of hours just to have enough to be able to smile <laughs> and, and kind of looked engaged. And in fact, I told Patty, I said, you may have to do the show by yourself. And I got to feeling guilty about that. She's done a great job. 
when she's been here by by herself. If you believe that, say so in the in the comments. I, I know you y'all have been so encouraging to her when she's had to do it by herself. But on those occasions when she had to do it by herself, she knew she had to do it by herself for at least a week or longer. For at least a week or longer to not three hours. Yeah, yeah. So I told her just a little while ago. I said, "Look, I'm gonna sit in with you." I may not talk a lot. Um, I'm getting all my talking out now. Uh, and, and she went running around the property shooting a bunch of video and taking pictures. And I think we've got... Well, don't tell me. I might not, not show tell them all. Yeah, I might not show them all. But plenty <laughs> of little video clips and images, you know. So um, I'm going to stop talking like right about now. And I'm going to turn my attention to uh, the chat. And in fact, I may slip off a camera and just monitor the chat, and you may hear my voice bringing things up to her. I don't know if I'll do that or not. But So with all of that, Patty, everybody, say hey to Patty. <laughs> well, I want to talk to y'all. Um, we've uh, And thanks for all the kind comments. I appreciate y'all. Um, but uh, Big Bear said they had a week like that, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, uh, we've got a lot of videos, like, you know, Tommy's just talking about his travel and everything. He just really hasn't been able to... Uh, get the videos out there. I right. have been filming some things. I have. I've told you already about the broccoli one, and I have um, some pictures of the broccoli. Broccoli update. It's really growing good. I have a few spaces with some of them, and I've been saying I've got to water, got to water, and I've yet to water it. So I've got to get out there and do that. We're in the middle of a drought, so when I show you these pictures, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness. But you know, it's it's preventing us from being able to rotate our animals like we do. Um, you know, um, we use that uh, electrified poultry netting. poultry netting, and it has the little spike things that you, you step in the ground. Well, we're on clay, and so, you know, it's hard as a rock right now. Yeah, it really and, is. Yeah, and so, you know, our, my, my laying hens are in their enclosed area. Uh, we haven't gotten the pigs out, you, and you're going to see that, to, to the pasture. Um, because we have to put hot wire around the bottom. Now we're, we're gonna be able to do that. We're dealing with Tommy being under the weather, so um, it's still real hot here, so, you know, and, he's not- And not having been yeah, here. Yeah, not so been here, we, but- We haven't had time, yeah. we're gonna mulch those, got those broccoli plants, put heavy mulch yeah, down yeah. to protect them, mm -hmm. and I hadn't, you know, hope maybe we'll get mm -hmm. to do that tomorrow. But, um, well, and, and my first order of business is I'm gonna be, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and and try and get the hot wire around the pasture, and if he can just go out there and hook, fix up the hot wire, it needs to be hooked together for me, um, which I guess I could figure that out too. But anyway, well, we can get our pigs out, because they've been punished long enough, they've been trained long enough to the hot wire, so we're gonna uh, move them into a much larger area, and you're gonna see that on the video too. But anyway, so we have, what is it, the broccoli video should be coming. Oh, I did another little short video. I found tomato plants. I volunteer, was so excited. Volunteer tomato yeah. plants. Well, this past week while Tommy was done working, of course, I was doing the chores. And uh, our garden that's right by the barn, when the cow got into the tomatoes, we ended up having a lot that were ruined. And plus we had those worms. And so I just would chunk them right over the fence and the pigs would just eat them. And the goats may have eaten some of them. I don't know. Typically they don't eat stuff like that. But anyway, um, I, I actually dug up five, six volunteer tomato plants. I have some pictures of them. 
And uh, so I did a little video about that, about digging those up and getting my soil. And I put three in the garden and three in buckets in hopes that I can have tomatoes at Christmas. Yeah, so, so hopefully, I'll, cool. hopefully I'll get one or both of those videos edited um, together week. and put up this week, yeah. This week should be a slower week for him as far as traveling, but then he's under the weather, so may not, uh, you know, be able to get to those. It seemed like there was something else, I don't know. I don't remember anything else. I don't else. know, but I need to comment on something, and you need, oh, you need yeah. to keep in mind, this is your friend Jana's fault, not oh, mine. Oh, Jana. What did you do, Jana? I didn't bring this up. Jana. She says, Tommy, you your do? tigers beat my golden eagles. <laughs> well, we did. You know, I'm very, very proud of that second half, and, and you should be very proud of the first half. Um, you know, we came out, uh, kind of, we were all kind of having flashbacks to the last few years, because... Uh, uh, we just were very uninspired, and your Golden Eagles came out, and we helped them out with a couple of crucial penalties on that first drive. But as Coach Argeron said, <clears> they <throat> came out and hit us in the mouth, and uh, went you know right right down the score the field and scored. So we're you know in LSU country, we're all excited about Coach O, and um, I say all. There's a lot of people that are still want you know no matter what happens for the rest of the year, they want to look <clears> at Tom Herman or Jimbo Fisher or somebody like that, and um, my thinking is what a what a perfect story. And if you're interested in cool stories, even if you're not interested in football, look up Ed Orgeron and, and his um, his pathway to becoming the interim head coach at LSU. It's really interesting. I mean, it's a, he's a Louisiana boy. He has got a voice like this, and he's got a he's got a, a good Cajun accent. <laughs> Doesn't he? He talks he talks just like this all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's how he talks. That's how he and, talks. Um, I feel like deja vu because I've told this so many times. I don't think I've told it on the, on our YouTube channel, though. My favorite thing uh, that's happened so far, other than we've turned the season around uh, in this brief time, but on his very first radio call-in show, uh, some guy from, I don't know where, but somewhere down on the bayou where they talk like this, and he called in and he, he had some comments about uh, questions maybe about LSU, and then he said, Coach O, I just want you to know that I'm I'm so glad that for the first time in the history of LSU, we finally got us a head coach that don't got no accent. You know? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it was so funny. So I'm pulling for the guy. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that he that he uh, if he beats Alabama, if he if he makes it somehow miraculously through Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, Texas A&M, I don't know how they can't give him the job. And if and that's that's a tough road to hoe. And um, I'm, I'm pulling for him simply because, you know, a Cajun guy coaching our Tigers? Are you kidding me? I mean, that just <laughs> yeah. ought to happen. It fits, yeah. It just fits. So, <clears throat> hey, Grandpa, glad to see you here, man. I uh, hope you're feeling better. I think I understood you took a nasty spill. And um, obviously your fingers weren't uh, incapacitated, so you couldn't be here typing. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Where do you want to show first? I don't know. I just got what all I filmed. There's um, a shorter list of what you didn't film. That's true. Well, there's really nothing I didn't film. Um, let's see. Where's the one in the garden that I filmed? What is that? Um, that's like the, uh, I don't know. Here's some garden stuff. Okay. Let's see that. The, is that it? Yeah, well, that's, that's a... Uh, you want me to put it over? Yeah, you can put that over there. I just want to show y'all this. This is, you can't, it really blends in, but 
the green in the foreground. front, the foreground, that's a, a volunteer tomato plant. It actually has some blooms on it. So I saw that uh, about that's, two weeks ago. It was pretty big. And that's not one of the ones it. you transplanted. No, that's not one of the ones I transplanted. That's going to be on the uh, video clip. I think this may be it right here. That might be the same thing. Yeah, it is. Maybe that's it then. This one right here? Yeah, that's it right there. This is actually uh, my peppers. That little uh, yellow pepper that was in there is called a Numex. Numex, something like that. Anyway, it's a habanera, and it's just huge. And this is some of my, I think, uh, there's another one right there. It's a cute little pepper, and it's hot. It's not super hot, but uh, you, could, you could just eat it. That's the green ones I'm showing. Anyway, and that's a, uh, some kind of a bullnose pepper right there. I kind of went by it. That's some uh, jalapenos. These are all peppers that I had to quickly dig up because tomato plants were on top of them when Honey, the cow, there's my uh, cayenne, uh, got, jumped the fence and knocked the tomato plants down on top of my peppers. So I dug them up and stuck them in this bed, and I haven't staked them. That's some chili peppers right there. Um, <clears throat> I haven't been able to stake them or anything. I need to get that done or try and pull them up. But that's the tomato plants right there that I transplanted that I found. And, that, yeah, they need watering. Um, probably watering this evening. Yeah, well, probably in the morning. But uh, this is some other peppers right here. This is called Santa Fe Grand. And they look like a jalapeno pepper. And they're, they're beautiful, though. You see that they're kind of turning orange and they're yellow. I put some yellow ones and they'll get bright red. And so I mix that with my regular jalapenos when I can jalapenos, and they really look pretty. And yep, we got peppers everywhere. Yeah, I'm very pleased with those peppers. There's the broccoli. It's growing great. Uh, this bed right there that I'm showing, it is just, they're you know, all planted at the same time, but those plants are just really huge. And though, so, did, you, uh, did you explain to them, you probably did on the videos that I haven't, edited yet but why we have that broccoli yeah um and I, yeah we talked i talked about that on my show too when uh you were out of town I just remind <clears> the <throat> viewers how but, we, in case somebody wasn't here or didn't see that yeah. why, why we have three beds bed of broccoli and why they look different yeah um they're, they're actually three different varieties and they're it's actually um i got those from dr bill evans and he works at the crystal springs experiment station uh it's a branch of uh mississippi state and uh, so they're actually doing a, um, ex, you know, just, just a trial to see um, how the peppers grow. And so he gave me all those pepper plants. And I can't remember how many I put in each bed. I should have just put about, uh, I think, 30 in each bed. But I ended up with more than that. that I think that was about 150 tomato plant, uh, um, tomato, broccoli plants that I have out there. So, but anyway, I... Um, I've been very pleased, but like I said, I think that that one is called Gypsy, that uh, is the tallest. But I talked to him uh, over the weekend, and he said, "Well, we'll see how they produce." I was telling him how one is so much bigger than the rest of them, and you know, I found that it's much more disease bug resistant too. Um, of course, these are not organic plants, but uh, that uh, I got from him. But I am raising them organically. Um, but he said that's what you know. We'll just see. Um, what do you mean they're not organic? They weren't. Uh, yeah, they're they're germinated probably, organically, right? And because um, they do not heirloom seeds or anything like that. Okay, because I mean I know they do some organic stuff. At yeah, they the, do. At they the do. Mm -hmm. They do. Uh, in fact, last year I think I got some from them, and I think they were organic. 
So, um, but they do different experiments, and so I'm glad to be part of it. Um, I wanted to buy some broccoli plants. I would not have bought that many plants, but... Um, Didn't we get a bunch of tomatoes from him a couple Oh, we were going to. We got broccoli last year. I know that. Uh, and, but yeah. we were supposed to do... No, we, no it never worked out. He was going to do a tomato trial We here. were going to do a tomato trial yeah. here. Yeah, he's been a great ally. Yeah, and, great, um, great resource, and it's through... Um, oh, what is Rebecca? The extension, extension agency. through the extension through office, the Mississippi State Extension Agency. Yeah, that's how yeah. I met him through the little classes that they offer. So if you if you haven't, you know, this off season right now <clears throat> during the winter, it's a good time to, you know, contact your extension office, see what different things. I know during the winter that they all see what things they offer. I know during the winter is when um, our uh, county agent will put on different classes and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, because people are, are not so busy, they can come. So, you know, it would be a good time to get in touch with them, maybe even go by, meet your extension agent, and, you know, just see what they offer. Because, you know, there it may be some things that would interest you and maybe some educational stuff that you could get involved yeah. with. Yeah, and They've got lots to offer. Yeah, they really do. And, I mean, it's these people, the doctors and stuff like that, that come to our classes and talk to us. And, and I'm, just, I'm certain that that's the case for every extension agency around the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, some, yeah. some county somewhere may have a dud, but... Well, and you know, I know sometimes, like, um, our, our neighboring county, Pike County, we actually have attended some things there. Yeah. Um, the, we had some of those that people that live there have attended things we have. So it's not like if it's not in your county, if you don't have a real active... Uh, extension office, you know, you could go to to a neighboring county or parish. And the first you know. thing, you know, the main thing you need to do is if you haven't made contact with your extension office, you need to do that and get on whatever mailing list they yeah. offer and you can find out about list. stuff. Now, be forewarned, um, not everything that they do uh, is going to line up uh, with the way you want to do things. That's right. It's, you know, some of it's going to be geared toward um, I hate to use the word traditional, typical big agriculture methods, um, yeah. modern, you know, chemical and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, but you'll find some gems in there. That's and right. it may be that, because we're finding this within our state, that the, I don't know if the tide is turning is the correct terminology, um, but, but they, are, they are becoming more amenable to folks who think like us um, because our numbers are growing. Mm -hmm. And so they do offer resources right. um, to help people to farm the way we want to farm. That's right. And uh, it's a good resource, too good to, too good to ignore. Mm -hmm. Teresa Dean says she loves horseradish. I didn't get a good picture of the horseradish. I do have it growing. And uh, last year was the first year I planted it. I did not harvest any. I plan on harvesting some this year. And I tell you, they, I'm glad I had read. They say it puts out runners and everything. And I do. I have outside of the garden where it's really clay soil I planted it where we had some mulch and everything and um, it's doing great there but it's actually run out of the garden I see it putting up little little um, greenery down yeah, there. So. Gin Ginger Rose makes a good point she says as far as I'm concerned it's more important how you grow the plants than where the seeds come from yeah, you, yeah, you sort of make them organic even if they're not heirloom mm -hmm. and that's true especially and uh, my brain is not at full function, so I may not, I may stumble over this. You may have to bail me out. But especially for plants, plants that don't propagate like corn, um, you know, if if you don't have, I mean, like how likely are broccoli plants to infect other plants with 
some kind of GMO, G oh, you know. Yeah, well, as far as I know, there's not any GMO broccoli as of yet. Well, but see, yeah, um, <laughs> that I know of. Um, it's not real popular if it is. Um, but, I, you know, for here, you know, I would not grow any GMO corn because, you know, I don't want that on my soil. Plus, you know, it would infect, you know, uh, yeah. So I don't know how to say that effectively. Yeah, cross-pollination yeah, talking about. Cross-pollination, cross yeah. that's right. So for plants yeah. that don't cross-pollinate readily, you're absolutely right. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. And the, pro, the product you can get from that seed grown organically or naturally. Um, Mr. USDA, if you're listening, we're not claiming to be organic. We're using that <laughs> as a descriptive term, not a term of labeling. Um, you know, just naturally grown. Oh, that's a label too, isn't it? Man. Gotta be so careful. We just with say your better than organic. Yeah, beyond say. organic. Yeah, I think that's um, what Salatin Teresa, calls it. Teresa said. Teresa Dean says, uh, "Do you grow it by seed or by root?" Um, the horseradish, I grew it by root. Um, and doggone it, try to think where I even ordered my root from. Probably Baker Creek is where I got it from, but I, I could be so. wrong. I'm not sure. Um, Janice says or she did loves... You, you didn't get that at the uh, no. seed show, at the uh, fair, the Baker Creek Fair we went to, did you? No. And what did you get? You got some kind of turmeric or something like that? Some kind of root? We no, got I, no um, I actually bought turmeric at the uh, Whole Foods store. Hey, Deep South. Um, but um, I, I've got to find out, and somebody has told me before, that you can actually use the horseradish leaves. Um but uh, I don't know what you would use them for or how, how you would use them. Um, so, it's a know. seahorse, Freaky Geek 2. They're tiny. What? Just keep going. They have their own conversations, and I don't, get, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know so. how you got a horse and a radish. Booch. How do you get a horse and a radish? It's so small. Horse radish. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm slow. So, As you were. You know. But anyway, um, so when the horseradish dies down, from what I understand, when the leaves start dying down is when I'll dig the roots and everything. So how do you store it? Edward Turner wants to know how do you store it. I assume Edward's talking about just the dug root. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll probably store mine in the refrigerator um, to use. Uh, I'll have to look up some different ways to use it. I know one way that we like it is with, and I guess it might get grossed out, huh? Because we're from the South. Anyway, we eat raw oysters. <laughs> And so you mix by the five-gallon bucket. So, not really, but I probably could. Not that many, but anyway, um, you mix the horseradish with ketchup, and uh, and also I make a uh, I keep calling it a tonic. What is that stuff called that I made? It's uh, a tonic. It's a tonic. Yeah. But um, anyway, for the winter, you uh, you steep it in apple cider vinegar, and you put some cayenne and onion and uh, did I say garlic? And I, and I actually put turmeric, and I steeped that. And horseradish. And horseradish. Um, maybe a few other things, and uh, that's what you need to take. I told you you need to take some of that. I need to take some. Burn this mess out of me. That's right. But anyway, um, so, that, you know, you can take it, you know, when you're under the weather, or you just take a teaspoon or a tablespoon a day, and uh, it's really good. It'll, it'll kind of take your breath away. Of course, that apple cider vinegar, but then it's got that horseradish. And in the first time you taste it, it, like, blows your head off, but yeah. then it's a weird thing. You kind of like it, and I'm like, what have I put it in? Salad dressing? Yeah, we, yeah. Actually, put, a, put some of it in a salad dressing to give it a little kick. But, uh, by the way, um, Deep South, we have not forgotten... Uh, the horseradish, we just haven't dug it yet, yeah. so um, we'll be in touch about that. 
Yeah, I think we're going to have to have a visit. We'll come bearing gifts. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we still haven't we still haven't um, had our rite of passage. I think all new members of the Homestead Homestead Network community uh, have to go to Danny and Wanda's a Deep South Homestead, and we haven't done that yet. And that's right. Being in the same state, there's kind of no excuse for that. Uh, Jay asks, uh, when do you plant horseradish? And I think, uh, I believe I planted it in the spring. So, yeah, I know I did. I planted it last spring. And I just can't for the life of me think about where where I got the root from. But I, I would imagine, I, I really think it was probably Baker Creek that I got it from. I order most of my stuff there. Or Johnny's. We order some stuff from Johnny's, don't we? Or we just look at it and end up going to Baker Creek. I order some of my tools there, and they do have a few organic seeds. Johnny's Select Seeds, mm -hmm. yeah. But I really think it was Baker Creek. But um, anyway, um, I want to show, I want to give an update on the chickens, um, right, the, so, uh, the meat chickens. Um, hmm. is, is that these? Y'all bear with us no, for a minute. No, not that one. Not that one. Here, there it is right there, that one. This one. With this is going to have our oh, Bealey Felder. Felder. Yeah, we've got our Bealey Felders. Um, that little white fence is separating them out of the garden. And that's the uh, Bealey Felder rooster. And we are so pleased. That's our favorite chicken. Now, this one right here looks like a Bealey Felder, but that's not. That's one of our Freedom Rangers. Um, I want to point and show y'all, but I know you can't see me point. All this is the meat chickens that are uh, the Freedom Rangers that we're growing out right there and they've gotten some good size I think they're going to be ready in a couple of weeks um, been very pleased with them they've been very healthy birds um, they've done done really good um, they're still in my uh, what we call the barn garden that's a hen right there that I'm coming close to uh, uh, Billy Felder hen but um, you, if you can see past the fence out there the dirt area uh, it just went off but um, that's, we usually take the white net fencing and we loop it, you know, we keep them all coming to roost in that stall and we'll loop that out where they have another area to go eat in where you can see it is just hard clay um, out there. And we, but we can't put our fence in the ground because of the spikes. We cannot get, I guess if I took a hammer out there. I might can hammer Mike it in, or either bend the or bend the spikes. The, the, uh. Quick, everybody, tell us your best bandana grandma jokes. She's gone to pop popcorn, so she's not listening. What? No, I'm kidding. She said, "I'm going to pop popcorn. Don't talk about me." While I'm uh, anyway, um. Hey, before you move on about the chickens, or did I interrupt you? Were you finished with that thought? Well, I was just I was just going to say, you know, I'm glad that the garden still has some green in there. They get around out there and scratch and everything. But ideally, we wanted to be able to uh, to move their area around. Yeah, um, but there's nothing. You know, there, there's just there would be nothing here. If, here's, if we could get the spikes in the ground, yeah, there's nothing out there. Here, anyway. enjoy this dirt today. Tomorrow yeah. we'll give you some new dirt. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, anyway, the Bealey Felders are laying, and so as soon as, um, did you get any eggs yesterday from them? Um, I've been getting like one a day while you're It was either yesterday or the day before I got one. They lay better for me when, uh, yeah. when I get eggs. Well, I was going to say, though, in fact, let me put that back up there. Um, Patty made mention when we were looking at this little clip of the Bealey Felders, um, that, that's the Bealey Felder in the foreground. That is not. I think they're crossed with Bealey Felder or something. But you see how similar they look. And so a couple of weeks ago, you know, Patty mentioned, man, we, you know, that these chickens are going to be pretty close in size when we get ready to slaughter them. We, man, I hope we don't slaughter our, our Bealey Felders. 
we need to move them. Yeah, and yeah. I was wanting to get the billy fielders so out. So we were going to build a new structure, and that would have been fine. But remember, at the very beginning of our show, I told you about my nightmare schedule for the last five weeks, and it just became obvious that there just was no way we weren't going to be able to do it. Oh my goodness, what do you do? So we banded them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all we did. In fact, I probably sh- I could have done something more homestead like and used bread wrappers or you know <laughs> twist ties or something like <laughs> that or. Yeah, but I was in the feed store anyway and just happened to look and found some little plastic uh, uh, flexible little spiral bands to go around their legs, and they were multicolored. And so, uh, you know, I did the good husband thing and put the pink one on the hens and the blue ones on the boys. And uh, so, <laughs> and they can't come you off, good, you know, yeah. they're, they're a complete circle and they kind of spring open and go around. I tell you what they work like, they kind of work like a key ring, you know, that aggravating key ring and you got to try to get that thing pried apart and get that key in there oh is that that bad that's the way they work but it's not that hard it's the way they work and uh but i could do it i I would grab i had i waited till they were roosting that night and could go just lift Mm -hmm. one up easily and i was able to do it with with one hand i was able to get it on their legs just using holding their leg in one hand and do it on the other so it's not like they're hard yeah but that's the way the design works so it's impossible for them to come off oh good well, I, I tell you, I like having that on there, though, because... They um, are, Teresa. Those are some mighty fine-looking chickens. We're pleased. Yeah, that, that's that's our favorite. But, you know, I, well, I can keep track of... That's my, my original <clears throat> stock, you know, of birds and everything. So I'm glad I'll be able to keep track of them. But um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa's farm said that... Grandpa said that he makes horseradish sauce with mayonnaise. That's great on roast beef. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in being able to try some different stuff. I'm... I'm not one that, that makes a lot of different things, uh, but I would like to. I'd like to try. Danny or, or Wanda, I'll just say Deep South, uh, did y'all get teased with the rain, what was that, yesterday, like we did? It did this morning, too. You didn't know it Again, this morning, just barely. Uh, on the way, we went to the uh, fall, and Patty will show you at least one picture. Well, I guess I will, um, of the Fall Flower Garden Festival up at the Crystal Springs Truck Crop Experiment yeah. Station where uh, Dr. Evans works. And um, it was hot as blue blazes, but there was a wind blowing. And on our way home, we saw some dark clouds. And, and doggone if it didn't actually sprinkle for yeah. about five minutes. I was like, woo, yeah. And then when we got to the point where we turned, um, turned west heading toward our place, I mean, the whole area in the distance, which which, which would have been like over us, mm-hmm. was dark clouds. And we were like, could it be? Lord, let it be, let it be. But it, it, it wasn't to be. And so yeah. we've got uh, we've got dust in places that's it's two dust. inches thick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just bad. dust, two inches thick. And so I think we're, uh, I don't know about what they're saying down around Wiggins, uh, deep south, but I think Patty said the last time she looked anyway, we, that we may have like 60% one, sometime one next week. Next yeah. week. So we'll yeah. see. I hope, I hope, I hope that happens. Yeah. Um, I took some pictures of the turkeys too. And the, uh, Delaware, Delaware roosters are getting good size. Oh, by the way, I, uh, I did figure it out on the calendar the other day. And those Billy Felders are seven months old. And so the, um, the Delaware you're fixing to see is right here. Think, yeah, they're uh, six months old, and that's how the turkeys are too. We're going to be slaughtering uh, a few of the Bielefelder roosters, a few of the Delaware roosters, and a few of the uh, midget white toms. 
I think I counted this morning. I thought I only had three hens, but it's looking like I may have four hens and four toms. So I'm ex I'm excited. I hope I do have four hens. So I thought you had some other footage of them too. But I do. Maybe There's not. another oh, one. It must be this one right here. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. I went out there and called them to me, and they came running. They thought I tricked them. They thought I was going to give them something to eat. I well, didn't. That's know. pretty cruel. Well, I threw leaves in the air. <laughs> they needed to come get in the shade. They're, anyway. they're nuts for scratch. Any yeah. kind of scratch grains you throw out there. Look out, look out. Pitiful that looks. I tried to make them uh, gobble where y'all could see them do that, but they wouldn't gobble for me. But you see the dirt, you know, the ground out there. It's just, it's just terrible. Um, and the good news is there's... And this is a very large area that they have. The good news is there's, there's dormant... You can see seeds the little, in there. You can see the little house way back there. I'm yeah, I'm yeah, pointing. Did y'all see Patty Point? She yeah. pointed it out to you. Yeah, uh, that's uh, so they have. That's what we used to call. That's what we call the big garden. And so um, they have lots of lots of area out there. We did have the pigs out there for a little I while. I think it's better if we call it the big garden area. Rather, yeah. than, rather, than the, <laughs> rather than the big garden. That's true. The artist formerly known as the big garden. Yeah, well, uh, we um, it's, we need to call it the chicken yard now. The yeah, big, right the now. Big chicken yard, the big chicken yard. I don't yeah. know if we're going to be planting anything out there or not. Hey, Jared. Um, Grandpa asked why did we do midget whites instead of giant whites. Um, well, I'm not sure if the giant whites breed naturally, uh, even if they do. Um, I wanted something that was more manageable size. Um, the toms are supposed to be like 15 pounds, 20 pounds uh, when they're ready to slaughter. The hens are supposed to be about 10 pounds. So that's why I went with the midget whites. And I just thought it would be something more simple. I would, I would like it. They're pretty. Patty don't um, like big critters. <laughs> Um, they're pretty, and uh, but I do like color, you know, like like the Delaware. I think they're pretty. I like with the the black barring they have on them and everything. But I, I prefer like the look of the Bielefelder. I love the the different colors on them and everything. But um, yeah, I chose really, midget white, and, they, and midget white is a heritage breed. I wanted to get, do a heritage breed. I'm really um, hopeful so. that um, you know we mentioned a few weeks ago before we got any eggs from the Bielefelders. And we've only got two hens, two Billy Felder hens, and uh, so I can't be too hard on them. But but we said before they, you know, they've been described as the Uber chicken, yeah. Which a lot of breed developers or breed aficionados are proud of their favorite breeds. So they, lots of people mm -hmm. may say that, but um, you know, they've been described as if you can only have one chicken, this is the one. And everything we saw and experienced up to the point where they before they were laying, we were convinced. Love their temperament, yeah. love their size, love their color, everything. Mm -hmm. And so you may remember us saying the, the only remaining test as to whether they're the perfect chicken for us is how well they lay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's been now a week or two where it's we're getting... Two, I think. Maybe two weeks where we're getting an egg a day or an egg every other day. Um, I may have just talked myself out of that by reminding myself I've only got two hens. So they're knocking it out of the park. Well, they're not laying, but they're both not laying, but they're just starting to lay. So they're not, they're, we're getting an egg a day, you know. I don't so. know what, remember folks, I'm not, I'm under the weather. My brain's not working properly. Mm. And I just caught myself in the middle of th that thinking, what do you expect, Tommy? Four eggs a day? You got two hens. 
but we have <laughs> we have gotten two eggs in one day. Um, you did, and uh, for a few days we've gotten two eggs. So yeah. um, I'm not going to be real hard on them right now. Um, it's fine, you know what they're doing. Are the eggs but, getting bigger yet? Well, that's the thing. You can't tell them apart from already. You already. cannot tell them apart from my black osteolarp and my Rhode Island red eggs. And so they're already that size. <clears throat> they're supposed to lay a jumbo egg their, their uh, second year. So I'm excited about that. Grandpa, how old so, is that rascal? Grandpa says, back to your midget, why you use the midget whites, he said, I get that. My big Tom's pushing 40 pounds. Well, you know, those bourbons, whatever, those bourbon turkeys we sold, they were pretty heavy. Yeah, they were pretty heavy. We didn't so, weigh them. I don't think they were 40 pounds by any means. No. But uh, they were. They is were that, is that a giant white you're talking about, uh, Grandpa? So we'll we'll give him a chance to catch up with yeah. us. Yeah. Um, let's see. You might have to use your elk 2x4 to take that sucker out, mm -hmm. Grandpa. Um, I also. A moose 2x4, sorry. <laughs> um, I also took some pictures of the pigs, the punished pigs, or the pigs in training. They've been punished long enough, so they're still being trained. And uh, this is them. We still have about 50 of these pigs. Um, this is them in their grass lot. Yeah, their grass lot, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's why I was talking about we needed to get them moved out to the pasture. And I think I pan around, I do. This is what we call the pasture, and you see it is still pretty barren. There is stuff growing out there. You're looking past the big, what we call the big garden where the uh, Delaware is. And they'll actually be able to go on the other side of that also. Sorry, I thought I filmed slow where I would have time to talk about all this. But um, anyway. Yeah. No, it's not But anyway, um, so anyway, that's our next order of business that we have on the agenda next week that we have to get taken care of. These pigs have to be moved out of this area so yeah and all we're missing is a new strand of hot wire around the bottom of the fence um you know these pigs were basically punished <laughs> they were sent to their room so to speak the hog house and all these suckers can get up in it just about uh is up in this area they got a nice big wallow and they normally have access to it oops sorry i thought i had pushed us back to the mm -hmm. screen my bad um but you know, we may have, it's like the third time I've said, we may have mentioned this before. I can't remember anything anyway, <laughs> uh, even on a good day. But uh, animals have a communication network, and they wait for me to leave town. They wait for me to get just far enough where I'm too far to come back. And that's when they start getting out, when Patty's left here to deal with it. And uh, so at the start of this traveling stretch that we really didn't know was going to be that long, some of the travel plans got added to it uh, in the middle of it um, but we said now we're gonna we're just gonna pin them up we'll just feed them extra and uh, mm -hmm. keep them pinned up they got fresh water access to a nice big hole and um, all we gotta do is is run hot wire around the bottom yeah. of the pasture area and uh, they, they're gonna think they're in heaven not just because of the little bit of vegetations out there but there mm -hmm. are three or four oak trees. Yeah, yeah. And there are acorns all over yeah. the ground. And how far would you think those oak trees are from our back porch? Oh, I don't know. Hundred yards? Oh, at least, yeah. Maybe two hundred yards? Yeah. I'm terrible at that. 
let's say between 100 and 200 yards away, and I'll never forget the very first pigs we mm -hmm. had um, at this time of year mm -hmm. when acorns were all over the ground, you could be on the back porch and hear them eating acorns out there when everything else was quiet. We may not have that now because we've got so many other critters. We may not have the chance to hear that. And it wasn't like real loud, but you could hear this crunching and they were smacking on those acorns. So they'll be tickled to death when um, hopefully yeah. tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow yeah. they'll be, because well, it won't take I'm, but yeah. an hour to yeah. finish it. Yeah, it won't take long. So we're going to get on that. Um, I think Donna was talking about the pigs, said that she would be scared of them. They're really, I'm, I'm really not scared of them. Um, I go out there by myself when Tommy's gone. I had to go out there and, you know, work on different stuff after I got them trapped in there. And um, they're, they're not vicious at all, even when you feel with their babies or not. And that's one thing we, we, we love about the breed. And we're going to... Uh, Somebody, I think it was Teresa. Yeah, yeah Teresa what do you said. Do with all of them? Well, yeah, we were hoping to sell a lot of them to chefs. And That's stuff. a great question. <laughs> if you find an answer, let me know. Don't ask Jared because he don't know. <laughs> anyway, we put a lot of them in the freezer. We're trying to sell them. Um, we're trying to sell some off. Um, I do have a video on some of the ones we're keeping. We're actually uh, changing our bloodline up a little bit. Um, because we love the meat. Um, it, to us, it's, any, it's any pork we've ever had, yeah, it's just not, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. So it, it is very, very good meat. Um, so we do plan on keeping them. We will continue to sell to the public. We do pastured pork. Um, we just don't, these are slow growing pigs. And so Tommy and I kind of revamped our idea of our farm. And what we're wanting to do is worry about feeding us, feeding our family, and selling our extra. Um, this is too much extra. We have way too much extra. And so we need to, uh, we've been able to be blessing people. I call it blessing people because we've been selling them rather cheap. Um, Very. And, um, you know, the people in the guinea hog world would probably be mad at us. But we're in a bind and we need to get rid of our pigs. And so we've had... Somebody from out down by Lafayette. I can't remember where they're from. Yeah, but, down right, but I don't know if she's Cheryl, on here. Cheryl, yeah. Cheryl Duga. Yeah, they came. I don't came. know if Cheryl's in. She was in. Um, Cheryl, if you're in there, speak up. Um, she was in uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, she was here last week. And she's watched this before. She actually had watched the show when I mentioned that we need to get rid of pigs. And um, anyway, my daughter fusses at me when I say get rid of stuff because it, it sounds like you're going to kill them. But anyway, we need to sell pigs. Well, some of them we might. Yeah. But anyway, and then we had uh, a couple, and their kids came Friday evening, and they bought four. Cheryl and her husband bought three. And so, anyway, um, we are, if so, if anybody needs any pigs, email us. How many can I, can I put you down for, Jared? <laughs> Quit being mean to Jared. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's show the, um, we call them Big Mama and Big Daddy. Yeah, let me find them right here um, somewhere. It's the pigs there. They're right actually here. in a different area there. They, they did not, they didn't get punished because they stayed where they were supposed to be. This is just a short little loop. I'm, I may let it loop a couple of times yeah. just to talk about them. But um, is it is that just Big Mama and Big Daddy? Yeah, that, that yeah. No, Polly's okay. not in there. Just a, a little word about these. We paid good money for these. Uh, they came out of a herd in uh, about two hours from here, near just outside of Laurel, Mississippi. Um, a gentleman had been, his grandfather had started raising guinea hogs, oh man, 60-something years ago. 
and uh, followed all the breeding protocols and did everything the right way, but he wasn't a part of the American Guinea Hog Association, so these hogs were never registered. And um, make a long story short, the grandson uh, came down with a, a, a terminal illness, and so I may have this wrong. It may be the son that came down with the terminal illness who, who, was, who is the old gentleman now, or, or was. Uh, sadly, he passed away. And the grandson was not in a position to continue to maintain the herd, so they sold them off. And um, we were excited to get them because, and if you look, if you can look at their noses, they're shorter, uh, their bodies are shorter, they're rounder. Um, this is what an American guinea hog is supposed to look like. Uh, now, are the ones we showed you a moment ago, are they American guinea hogs? They are. <clears throat> they, there are a couple of strains in the guinea hog uh, registry. And some of them have a little bit longer snout, a little bit narrower uh, build. And so they are fully guinea hogs, but these are the types. And if you just look at if yeah, I wish I wish I'd have thought to tell you, Patty, to get a good shot of their behind uh, because their rumps are just <clears throat> so much um, rounder and fuller. And we also notice that while they don't grow you can't by any stretch of the imagination say that they grow fast. No. Mm -mm. They do grow faster. Yeah, faster. Um, you know, our the, the strain that we have had for these few years, our rule of thumb is that it takes approximately a year to get one to anywhere from 110 to 125 pounds or so. And I'm guessing that these probably... You know, within that, seven or eight months, might be a mm -hmm. hundred to a hundred and ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah. At, at a year old, um, they were well over a hundred pounds. I did it again. Sorry, I thought I had put us back uh. <laughs> on the screen two minutes ago and, and hadn't done it yet. Now, Teresa is asking, how many do we slaughter? How many do we butcher a fall? Well, Teresa, we, you know. Um, if you're talking about us personally, I mean, we, we haven't set a number. I can tell you that whatever yeah. that number would be, it's going up. <laughs> because... Well, we just, we've, we've already, we actually, because we just, we just had so many, we actually butchered six. A friend of ours came. And, Here, uh, on the farm. Yeah, on the farm. And uh, we butchered them together. Like 25 to 40 pounders. Yeah. And so. Uh, we butchered oh six in one set. Tell me. Gosh, Maybe. we're almost out of time. Uh-oh. That's crazy. Big family's coming on. We just got a reminder. Big family's on in 10 minutes. So. All right, so stop right there. Yep, go ahead. Don't forget, in 10 minutes, to move over. I'm sure the mods will put the uh, link in the chat for you to hop over to Big Family Homestead. And I always forget to check the lineup, but in case nothing has changed, uh, Big Family Homestead follows us on the Homestead Network. Uh, then Tommy and probably the off-grid kid over at the Off-Grid Nation, uh, followed by... Jared Stanley and the Stanley Bunch at J&J &J Acres. Mm -hmm. So uh, don't forget to do that. Now, I've completely forgot what we were saying. Well, I was going to say that we also we have uh, three that are at the slaughterhouse now um, being processed for our packaged for pork. For our packaged pork. Yeah, that we actually sell to the public. Um, it went really good last time. In the spring, we had two butchered, and we sold out pretty quick. And so we'll have these three. That we're having uh, butchered. Um, and we to be also sold one to Andy, a, a yeah, local was, chef a local friend chef of mine, but one. it was for his personal use and experimentation. So I didn't have to take it all the way to Kosciuszko, two and a half, three mm -hmm. hours away from here. 
-hmm. I was able to take it to a local processor, mm -hmm. and then Andy got with the local processor and they mm -hmm. and paid for it to just be dispatched and butterflied. Yeah. You know, so. Um, um, one thing that we're going to, uh, we have a, a little local thing, it's called D&D Trade Day. We're planning on bringing some of the pigs there um, to sell some. That'll be at the end of the month. They have it once a month. It's usually the second Saturday of the month, but when there's five Saturdays, they have one the second Saturday and the last Saturday. So we're going to be uh, doing that, and um, I think uh, Teresa asked. See, I lost. Um, I don't know. Mine's twirling around so i don't know all right we're, we're desperately just in case anybody can hear us our internet crashed which rarely happens but it did, it did. internet's back um but i can't i'm having to reboot everything all uh, redo all the links there we go okay yeah. we are back internet crashed okay so, and hang on a second. Let's. Um, can they hear us or not? They should be able to hear us now. Okay. Um, they probably did not hear their spree. She's our oldest. She's our overhostly doe. Let me start that over just right quick. And we realize we're almost out of time. But Patty wanted you to see these. Uh, I'm gonna let this loop, and she can keep talking about them. Um, these are just uh, three of our does that are dairy. Um, we've actually uh, have a Nubian buck with him right now. That's him right there. Um, we're going to be getting a Kiko buck. This is a part Oberhostly. Uh, and then she's part Oberhostly also. Anyway, um, and that's Spree, our oldest doe. So all of these uh, are grands and great grands to her, except for the buck, of course. <clears throat> anyway, so. I just wanted to show y'all our goats. Uh, I don't think we've ever had the goats up. We have a total of 13 goats right now. The rest of them were out eating. So, and Tommy, there was another uh, picture you want to show them. I want to show them Henry. I want to show them Henry right quick before we run out of time. That's Henry. That's old Henry. That's our calf. We're raising him for meat. And then... He was given to us as payment for doing some YouTube work, actually. Yeah. And then this is the fall festival that we went to. And if you look close, my little grandson's up in there. He's so. posing behind the upside down scarecrow guy. And y'all, I'm going to tell you, he had a really good time. And I was just really amazed. Um, you know, he's, he he's, really he's almost five and he's been around gardening all of his life and around the animals and everything. And, you know, he walked up and down uh, looking at all the different vegetables with us. And he was interested. He enjoyed the pumpkins, the watermelons. So, you know... I just want to uh, encourage you to uh, to teach the kids. I mean, let the kids be involved with you, even if they're not your own kids, even if they're friends' kids, because kids need to learn and know. And I was just really shocked at what a good time he had. I thought he might be bored, but he had a great time. You know, but, the Bible says, uh, raise up your kids in the way they should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. And uh, if you study the, the background of the Greek in that, it has to do with finding their bent and encouraging him in that way. What are they bent toward? And uh, Tomas told us he's almost five, and he told us today. I haven't told Chelsea and Gary. Oh, I hope they're watching this. Tell them what he said. <laughs> Hurry. He said, money, and that's what he calls me, money. That's, he made up that name for me. Uh, he said, when I grow up and get a wife, I want to live at the farm. Yay! Yes. 
I said, oh, you can leave at the farm, baby. Pawpaw's doing a happy dance, so I'm out <laughs> with a tape measure, measuring off a place, you know, but, uh, so, yeah. Hey, uh, guys, we're, we're just about out of time. I want to make sure you've got time to hop over to Big Family Homestead. Uh, tell them we sent you. And uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 31, which says, So wh whether you eat or drink, now listen to this, or whatever you do, try to think of something that does not fall into or whatever you do. Grocery shopping, whatever. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. He's, he's worthy of it. And so that's my challenge to you this week is to live for the glory of God. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Alderman Farms Radio. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at aldermanfarms.net. And don't forget to find us on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And our address is Alderman Farms. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll talk again soon.